Amen. Amen. How many has gotten that joy today in your heart and in your life? David said, the joy of the Lord is my strength. You want to find out about joy and how to have joy on your journey? Come join with us on Wednesday night. See what Paul talks about in the book of Philippians. How God's been ministering to our hearts and our lives through that. Uh, I believe it was Wednesday night I said, I don't know anybody who want to come to a dry, depressed, oppressed place. Amen. I want to go with us some joy. I want to be somewhere where you can feel liberty and just to love on the Lord and just worship God. And uh, thank God we have that here at Stonewall, don't we? Thank God for that. If you have your Bibles, turn with me to the book of Luke, chapter number 8. I want to share with you for a few moments from the Word of God. Believe that God has a word for this body today. Luke chapter 8, when you have it, say amen. Stand with me as we read the word. Very would be a very lengthy scripture in context of the story, but I'm just going to read beginning in verse 34. Share with you as God has poured in my spirit. Bible said in verse 34, when those who fed them saw what had happened, they fled and told it in the city and in the country. When they went out to see what had happened, came to Jesus and found the man from whom the demons had departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed in his right mind, and they were afraid. They also who had seen it told them by what means he who had been demon-possessed was healed. Then the whole multitude of the surrounding region of the Gadarenes asked him to depart from them, for they were seized with great fear. And he got in the boat and he returned. Now the man from whom the demons had departed begged him that he might be with him, but Jesus sent him away, saying, Return to your own house and tell what great things God has done for you. And he went his way and proclaimed through the whole city what great things Jesus had done for him. I want to preach from this thought this morning that I believe is very timely in our lives today. How many would say, preacher, I want God to have full control of my life. That doesn't mean God is going to just take you and, and move on you like a puppet. That means you surrender to God. That means you surrender your life to Him, your mind to Him, your thoughts, your desires. And you let God have His way in your life. A lot of times what happens in life, we're going to be seated in just a moment, I want to pray. But a lot of times what happens in ministry, and God has poured this in my spirit so heavily, is perspective messes us up. I want to preach on this thought when all you see what you see is all you get when what you see is all you get father we love you today we're grateful father for the privilege of being together to worship you in this congregation 
Father, for what you're doing here at Stoneville Pentecostal Holiness Church, I know, God, that great things are in store because you're leading us. And, Father, we are listening. We are, we are, Father, discerning your spirit, God, and allowing you, Father, to take us where you want us to go. Father, we ask you that you would bless us, that you be lifted up, that you would bless this community, Father, and the churches that surround this area, God, that are desiring, Lord, to be used of you. Let us be a blessing, Father, for this community. God, I pray that where the enemy is out there flapping his mouth, Lord, that you will allow the testimony of your grace to far outweigh what he's doing. God, I pray that where negativity, Lord, is moving and creeping into the ears, Father, of people who could be delivered, that, Father, the testimony of the Lord Jesus Christ would rise above it all and outweigh, Lord, that negativity, that hope would reign over it all. God, I pray, Lord, that you would shut the mouths of the lions. And, God, let the church rest in faith. <laughs> And Lord, we'll give you the praise. We'll give you the honor. We'll give you the glory. In Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. 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 Look around at somebody and tell them, I'm glad you're here in the house of the Lord. Amen. Glad you're here. I told a fellow that one time. He said, I'm glad you got to see me. And I said, well, I'm kind of glad I got to see you too. This is one of the highlights of my life is Sunday services, to be able to come and gather with God's people. To be able to worship together, amen? What an exciting time. This is the Lord's day, amen? We shall rejoice and be glad in it. I just love what the Lord is doing in my life and what he's doing here at Stoneville. How many want God to do so much greater in your life and in the life of your church? Amen. It is possible. How many believe that? It is possible today because you serve a mighty God. A God who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think. According to the power that worketh in us. It's possible today because the creator of all is Lord of our life. Amen. He is our everything. It's possible today because when things are impossible with man, the word declares that all things are possible with God. And we begin to think about the situations that people find themselves in. And we think about the circumstances and the conditions sometimes that many find themselves in. We always know as Christians and believers that nothing is impossible because we know God is able. We believe that with the intent of our heart. Yet people today are going through circumstances and problems in their life that I'm sure they wonder if there's any hope. In this particular scripture, we find that there is an individual who is very distraught by the life and the circumstances that he is in. 
a man whom God knew right where he was at and what he was going through and what was happening to his life, very present there in the country of Gadara. How many knows today that God knows every life and every problem? Amen. God knows where you're at. He knows your location. He doesn't need a GPS to find you. Amen. He can find you in your home. He can find you on your job. He can find you wherever you may go. God doesn't need that GPS. He is the GPS. Oh, give God praise today. He knows right where you're at. He knew right where this particular individual was. He knew what he was going through. He knew he was possessed of the enemy, tormented of the enemy. And as he was there, I'm sure he had family. I'm sure he had friends that could not uh, have a relationship with him because of his circumstance and because of what he was going through. Because the enemy would torment him and he would find himself cutting himself and, and, and just uh, tormenting his body physically, uncontrollably, not able to have a life or a normal life. And while all this was going on, he would find himself in the city and the city folks would take him and try to bind him and try to con control him and, and do whatever they could to subdue him. But the power of the enemy was greater in him than his own power. Can I tell somebody today, the enemy may be stronger than you, but he's not stronger than your God. And the enemy was tormenting him in so many ways and they tried to bind him, to subdue him, to control him, to make a, a safe environment for himself and for those around him. But then the Bible said the enemy would break those bonds and he would uncontrollably break those chains and he would find himself being driven out into the wilderness, living in a cave. He could not live with his family anymore. He could not live uh, in normalcy anymore. He had nothing uh, going for him in life simply because uh, the enemy had come in uh, and had brought destruction to his life. Now I know today that we're speaking of an indwelling or uh, if you will, a possession of the enemy and I want to say that the enemy does not have to possess you to mess you up. Come on somebody. Uh, and God began to speak to my heart and wanted us to understand that the realm of darkness is very real and the realm and the attacks of the enemy is very real. What Satan is doing in every, in every circumstance and every opportunity he gets is very real. There's no need to just wash it behind us and act like uh, that we're not dealing with spiritual warfare. There's no reason to just act like it doesn't exist. Uh, we can do whatever we want to do. We can try to put it behind us, shut it up in a room somewhere. But I promise you the enemy is going to reveal himself at some point as he did in this situation. No matter what would happen, he found himself breaking those chains and being driven out into the wilderness, cast away from society, not even having a life of normalcy. And this is what the enemy desires to do in every life that will allow him to. But I come to tell somebody that we're still living in a generation today that believes that there is hope in the midst of every circumstance. How many believe that today? There's hope for your family. There's hope for your friends. There's hope for your children. There's hope for
for your grandchildren. I don't know about you, but I've got some family I need God to touch. Amen. I've got some friends. I believe God's still able today uh, to move to their lives and to minister to them because even though I may not know where they're at right now, my God knows right where they're at. He knows what they're going through. He knows how the enemy is raging in their life and my God is able to go and minister to them. Uh, I want somebody to understand this morning that he was uh, not living in a place of normalcy, but he was living in a place of disarray, uh, being uh, captivated of the enemy and driven by the enemy and not able to control himself morally, not able to do things mentally in his mind. He was was wrapped up uh, in a mess, but my God knew where he was at uh, and he knew how to get to him. I want somebody to understand that Jesus uh, was on the other side of the lake there. They were ministering, uh, but all of a sudden the Spirit of God led the Lord. He said, we got to go to the other side of the lake. Oh, when Jesus got in that boat, he knew that God was leading him. His father was leading him and he would begin to be led by the spirit of the Lord as they sailed to the other side of the lake. The word of God said that Jesus stepped out and when his foot hit the ground, amen, things begin to change. I want to tell you something. My presence won't change anything. Your presence won't change anything. But when God shows up, things are going to change. Can somebody shout amen? Oh, it's not the it's not the, the, the presence of our intellect or the presence of our physical nature, but it's the presence of Almighty God that changes the circumstance. What we need to do is pray that God's presence overwhelms us, that we are surrendered to His presence in a corporate way. When God began to step out on that place that day, things began to change. And I want you to know something. The enemy knew that it was going to change. When God shows up, the enemy knew knows that things cannot stay the same. We need to be as a church today in a faith that knows this, that when we surrender to God, then we are yielding to the Spirit of God and God can have His way and when God shows up, look out devil, things are about to change. Amen? Somebody's going to be delivered. A life is going to be saved. Somebody's going to be healed. We need the Lord to show up and to minister in these lives and he began to step out and things began to change in the midst of all this that devil had to release this man of what what he was doing to his life because when the Lord stepped out he knew it was over and the Bible said that Jesus commanded those demons those legions of demons to come out how many believes in the spoken word of God to change your life amen I feel the Holy Ghost how many believes that the word of God spoken amen the enemy has to obey the word of God hallelujah Oh, he can resist all he wants to, but when the word of God is spoken, he has to obey. He knows he has no authority there. He knows that God is going to be supreme and sovereign in all. And when he spoke to those demons, those demons came out and they went into a herd of pigs. And this is where I'm going today because i got some questions that God placed within my spirit. But they went into these herd of pigs and, and the herdsmen there were watching as all this was taking place. They were looking at... 
that at this phenomenal sight, maybe they'd never seen or heard anything like it. There they were just minding their business. They knew that the man was bound of demons. He was living in the, in the wilderness in caves nearby. And Jesus steps out and the whole scene changes. Day after day, maybe they were down there with their pigs and looking at all this that was going on. And maybe every now and then they looked up and saw this man legion over there bound and not able, amen, to have a life of normalcy. But they just uh, uh, lived on and they just got used to what was happening. And, and, and then all of a sudden things now, the scene begins to change and their, their pigs are there and these demonic spirits come out of legion and immediately go into these pigs. And it's far-fetched for somebody who don't want to believe, but if God's word said it, I got to believe it's true. Amen. These spirits came out and they went into these pigs and these pigs immediately began to charge toward the cliff and go off into the water and they drowned in the water. Now, for a moment there, I thought about how, how great God was moving in this man's life. But then I began to read on and something began to disturb me about the perspective of the herdsman. The herdsman was important in this story to the, to the realm of ministry, to the realm of what God wants to do in our lives. See, see, perspective is important. Can somebody say amen? Oh, it's important how you see things. I, I've, I've talked to people in life and, and they're so, uh, uh, so locked in to their perspective of things. And it could be right from one sense and then it could be wrong altogether. But the herdsmen were looking at all this taking place and they saw their pigs, which was a value to them. It was a way of life to them. Go off into the water and immediately as they're seeing this man freed, they're also seeing their pigs destroyed. And they're having a problem getting the right perspective in life. What was their perspective today? Well, let's go ahead and look at that for a moment. Number one, we see that God is moving in a life that is desperate for deliverance. He is moving in a life that nobody else could help, but he shows up to deliver them. And as he's moving, he is successful in doing what the city could not do. He is successful in doing what change could not do. He is successful in doing what the bonds could not do in his life. He was able to completely deliver him. Once the potential, uh, come on somebody, listen to what I'm about to say. When you reach a place where the potential is not reached until God shows up and reaches it, it's not time to get the wrong perspective. It's time to start looking at things through the eyes of faith and understanding where our perspective should be. There is a view to Day that I believe is important to spiritual discernment and insight. And a lot of times we find ourselves looking at the wrong perspective and looking at the wrong things. One thing is that we have the potential to see God move in a mighty, mighty way or we have the potential of rising up and doing greater things in God, but we have a problem. Our perspective is holding us back. We don't need to disregard this power 
powerful insight today. If we want to please God or if we want to capitalize on what God wants to do, we need to listen to what happened to the herdsmen and begin to see things from a different perspective. If we want to flow in the Holy Ghost, if we want to spread the gospel or this good news, then we've got to have the right insight and perspective and discernment. And the problem was that their perspective was messed up and it created an aftermath that that was detrimental to what could have been. How many want to live in what could have been or do you want to walk in what can be? Amen. How many want to live in I want to live in what God has purposed for me. I don't want to live in what could have been. I don't want to live in what might have been. I want to know that I am pressing forward by faith with the right perspective that allows me to be surrendered to the full fullness of God and his spirit in my life. I want to know this in my life that where I'm walking is not in vain. That is with purpose. It is with great grace. It is with great mercies and it is with great glories of God flowing in my path. And when we begin to see some things here from the herdsmen, maybe it ought to wake us up a little bit and get us back on track of all the things that were taking place that they were looking at that day. All they could see were their pigs. My God help me. You just seen a man get delivered who has not had any normalcy. He's not had a life. He's not had his family around him. His family couldn't be around him. You're watching something take place that you've never seen before. You're watching the power of God move in such a way to deliver a life that is desperate for a move of God. You see all these things, but the only perspective you have is the pigs. Oh, we want a move of God, but don't mess with my pigs. Oh, we want a move of God. Oh, I could go on and on and on and on and on. And their perspective was a pig perspective, which to me equivalates to a mud perspective, which to me equivalates to living off the ground, bottom feeder. Amen to God. It equivalates. We can't rise high when we're living on the bottom. Amen. We've got to be able to rise above the circumstance and we can only do that through perspective. Perspective is important because in all that was happening here, the perspective to them was we lost our pigs. Oh yes, he got delivered but our pigs are more important. Yes, he got delivered but here's our lifestyle. Here's our livelihood. But the perspective was wrong. What if today the only thing that ever held us back was how we was looking at what God was doing? Amen. What if the only thing that ever kept us from growing was how we were looking at what God was doing? What what if the only thing that kept us back from seeing souls saved was how we were looking at what God was doing? See, it's important how you see what God is doing and you can't see what God is doing if you play in church. Come on now. Somebody ought to praise him. 
You can't see what God is doing if you're not drawing near to God and, and allowing him to give you a discernment and a perspective. And many times we are missing the full picture. We see everything going wrong that matters to us. But we don't see what's going wrong, That what's going good that matters to God. Half of what you hear negatively outside of any church, because I can tell you this, every church has dealt with it. They've dealt with people who, who would come to church and they won't leave the church. They love their church. Amen. But they've always got a pig they want to talk about. Ain't it so? Preach on, preacher. I want you to come to my church, but let me tell you about my pigs. I want you to come see what God's doing, but let me tell you about my pigs. Amen. And we want to hear all these things. We want, we want to hear what God is doing. There's somebody out there, amen, that is looking for God to do great and mighty things in their life. They need deliverance. And if we're not careful, we got the wrong perspective. And we're not looking at what God's doing. We're looking at what matters most to us. And that could be right or it could be totally wrong. And we've got to be able to be spiritual enough to say, if I'm wrong, God, fix me and let my sight be your sight. And let my desire be your desire. And let my heart be your heart. My boy, I feel the Spirit of God in this perspective. It leads to a testimony. What people are talking about outside the churches, amen, to God that they're a part of when they start bringing up the pigs. It causes other people to get the wrong perspective of what God is doing. Amen. There are churches that are decreasing today because people are talking about pigs. Y'all mad with me yet? I'm just preaching what God gave me. Churches can't increase when you're talking about the pigs. When you're talking about the problems. It can't increase. Souls ain't going to be saved under that kind of narrative. The Bible said preach the good news. Tell somebody what God has done. Of all the things you've got to say, you come with a perspective of what's more important to you rather than what God done. And it led to a testimony where they ran back into the city and they all they could talk about was the pigs. Oh yes, that legion man, he's delivered, he's clothed, and he's, he's in his right mind. But let me tell you about those pigs. We lost every one of them. Amen to God. Your perspective will lead to your testimony and your testimony will lead to your desire. And the three questions God gave me today concerning the herdsman was perspective. What is your perspective? Because your perspective will lead to your testimony. We don't need people talking about pigs. We need them talking about the cross. We don't need people talking about what I feel the Holy Ghost in this house. We don't need them talking about everything that's wrong. We need them talking about what's right. We need them telling about Jesus. We need somebody to tell them, hey, my church may not be perfect, but we serve a God who is. My church may amen to God. We serve a perfect God with a perfect grace and a perfect mercy and he'll turn your life around if you let him. I wish somebody would shout amen. This is the God that I serve. Amen. He's El Shaddai. Mm -hmm. He's my everything. 
I'm telling you, this is what I got to say about it. No, my church may not be where I want it to be, but if it's full of God's grace and mercy and God's leading us, then we're right where we need to be. Amen. In God's presence. Quit talking about the pigs because you're messing other people up. Instead of the city, come running down to see what God's done and rejoice in a man who's been delivered. They come down to complain about the pigs. Well, we just appreciate what you've done, but not enough we want you to stay. I don't know about you, but I don't want to walk without Jesus. I don't want to talk without Jesus. I don't want to go to church without Jesus. I don't want to do ministry without Jesus. But what happens is when we have a wrong perspective, we have a wrong testimony, and then we lose the desire for what's most important in life. Help me, Holy Ghost. Perspective created a testimony to where people who could have been have not been because pigs have been more the topic of conversation. Well, you know, I love my church, but you know that pastor's got bald hair. I don't like the way he, he just so loud when he preaches. I'm just telling you, that's, that's how it goes. I, I, I love our church, but, 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 but. And get your butt out of the way. God have his faith. We ain't got time to play games. I love our church. But leave the other side of the butt out of it. Leave the pigs out of it. My Lord God Almighty, help us to be carriers of a testimony of what God's grace is all about. Amen. Tell somebody what God can do. Oh, tell somebody what God has done. We can find anything negative to talk about, but if all we see is the pigs, that's all we're going to get. We're not going to get anything else. And the Lord, he'll just go ahead and he'll just sit to the side and he won't move. He won't won't even interact. But when you get ready to say, Lord, I saw what you did. I felt I'm 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 a product of your grace. And I just want to thank you. My testimony is, God, I want to see you move mightily which means my desire is I don't want you to go anywhere which means God is going to move in my life somebody ought to hear what this old preacher saying this morning when we get to a place in our life where we understand that we have the right perspective then there is no limit to what God can do he is 
is not restrained today. We got to rise up and be the church of declaration, not the church of the discouragement and depression. I'm not talking about Stoneville. I'm talking about every church everywhere on every corner that's got people in it that's talking about pigs. Leave the pigs alone and glorify God in your life. Amen. Stand with me if you will. Leave the pigs. Touch somebody say, leave the pigs alone. We got better things to talk about. Woo! Come on, somebody. We got better things to deal with. We've got better things to rejoice in. We got to leave the pigs alone. We got to ask God to give us the right perspective. To give us the right testimony. A testimony of God's grace. So I want to ask you this morning. Maybe you wasn't talking about the pigs, but you've been surrounded by some pig talk. I'm just going to preach it like it is. We ain't got time to play games. What God gives me, I don't apologize for. People are going to get delivered not by pig talk, but by gospel sharing. By love, by grace. Who cares about the pigs if a life has been delivered? I promise you right now, what God's looking for is somebody that's willing to say nothing else matters. lives are changed we cannot minister our ways into an anointing that will destroy yokes if we're talking about the pigs I'm, I'm frankly everywhere I've ever been in all my life, I've heard more about pigs than I have Jesus. I want to hear more about Jesus. I want to hear more about His saving grace. I want to hear more about His love that stretches far beyond the realms of the lives of the enemy and tells us that as long as there's breath, there's hope. When somebody is, is struggling to just believe God cares anymore, I want somebody to quit talking about the pigs and start telling them, Jesus cares for your life. He died for you. I want God to be lifted up when people are falling down over and over and over again. Quit acting like you ain't never done it. And thank God for His grace and tell somebody there's grace for every need. Every time you've ever fallen, reach up and let God pull you back up. Amen. Well, there's just no hope for them. They just ain't never been able to get it right. That's pig talk. Amen. 
there's hope. I serve the God of all hope. I could bring you up people that would testify to you of where they were at. And pig talk didn't get them where they were at today. It was being around people who knew how to have the right perspective. So let me talk about Jesus. How many have got some family or friends or maybe you're here today, every head bowed for a moment, every eye closed. Please for a moment. Maybe it's you today. Maybe it's you. Maybe it's not. Maybe it's family or friends that are in this condition. But maybe this morning, God has spoken something to your heart that has built your faith. And you know that the same Lord that stepped out on the shores that day of Gadara. He's stepping out on the shores of your life right now. He's knocking on your heart's door and he's saying, I'm here. I know the pigs have, have, have filled your mind. I know the pig talk has been hard on you, but I'm here now. And I'm here to tell you that I'd trade a thousand pigs to deliver your life today. Oh, goodness. If the Lord is stepping out on the shores of your life today, He's not doing it just to entertain this congregation. He's doing it because He loves you. He's doing it because He believes in you. And if you'll respond positively to Him today, as he set the man free, Legion, he can set you free today by his blood through the cross of Calvary. Oh, I feel his Holy Spirit right now. And you say, preacher, I believe that's the Lord talking to me right now. I want you to just, just slip up your hand. No one's looking around. Slip your hand up where you're at. Please, no looking around. Is that me, preacher? If that was you this morning, I want you to take somebody by the hand and I want you to just make your way out to this altar right now and come and make that profession of faith that God desires you to make and say, here I am, Lord. You've stepped out on my shore. Now I'm stepping out to say I'm going to receive you as Lord and Savior of my life. I'm defeated, God. I need the victory of salvation. I need the victory of your grace. I need the victory of your, your, your undergirding, your power, the Holy Ghost to guide me. And maybe you're not, maybe you don't, you don't feel that need this morning, but you've got some family and friends, amen, to God that, that need a touch. They need to be saved and you want to intercede for them right now. I wish you'd step out from where you're at and you'd come specifically for those needs right now. You believe God's able to save them. You believe God's able to, to go to their place where they're at and begin to minister to them and draw them by His Spirit. And maybe, maybe you don't have anybody to intercede for, but you believe 
believing God that amen is going to bless our church and he's going to bless the ministries of our church and he's going to take us into new depths and greater heights amen will you come and gather this altar today and be an intercessor for God we're going to get rid of the pigs amen we're going to lift up the name of Jesus we're going to shout it everywhere we go we're going to let the whole world know if he'll be lifted up he'll draw all men unto me they went back with a testimony and we'll share this in the city that if they'd have went back with the right perspective there's no telling what kind of revival could have broke out in Gadara thank God Amen for a word in season that reminds us how important it is to tell people what God's doing in our life. We love you. God bless you. Take us out with a song. Shake hands and fellowship. Please remember tonight, 6 o'clock. Jesus Christ is King. Get on the side and go tell everybody that.